下面读有三段经文，在今天的讲到的信息里面，我们读马太福音第十六章第十八节。来，我还告诉你，你是彼得，我要把我的教会建造在这磐石上，阴间的权柄不能胜过他。第二段是以佛所书四章十五节、五章二十三节。唯用爱心说诚实话，凡事长进，连于元首基督。因为丈夫是妻子的头，如同基督是教会的头，他又是教会全体的救主。哥罗西书一章十八二十四，他是是教会全体之首，他是原是从死里首先复活的。使他可以在凡事上居首位。现在我为你们受苦，道绝欢乐，并且为基督的身体，就是为教会，要在我肉身上补满基督患难的缺陷。今天讲员是 Dr. l i c h 好了的题目是正确思考教会生活，正确认识神所呼召的人。<laughs> good morning, ACCC. 早安，爱城华人教会。And good morning to those who are viewing us online. We welcome you to our service today and pray that our Lord Jesus Christ will be lifted high. 那些参与线网上聚会的人，我们也在这里欢迎你们，让我们一起来赞美敬拜我们的神。If you have your Bibles、uh, with you today, would you kindly open them up to the Book of Acts, chapter two? 如果你们有圣经，请翻到《使徒行传》第二章。Today we are talking about、uh, getting church life right. This is the second of a two-part series about getting the church right. 那我们今天要讲论的题目是正确思考教会生活，这是我们全部有关教会的讲题两部分的第二部分。And I won't be seeing you for a little while, but、uh, the next time、uh, that the Lord gives me a privilege to speak,、uh, I would like to talk to you about getting the Scripture right. 那我会有一阵子见不到你们，然后我再见到你们的时候，我会我的题目将会是如何正确思考经文。So I think we're there. We go. I think we're、uh, going to move along. I think this this is a new、uh, clicker, so I'm trying to get used to it. <laughs> so this is、uh, part two, and、uh, maybe it's going to work. We'll see. I'm hoping. Let me、uh, just prop this up a little bit, and there we go. So we've read God's word today. 那我们今天早上读过了神的话语。And we're reminded in the Gospel of Matthew that the truth of what Peter said is what the church is built upon. 那我们今天读的经文是马太福音，那里提醒我们彼得所讲到的真理，就是这个教会的真理。And that truth is that Jesus Christ is the Lord. 这个真理就是耶稣基督就是主。Now we take God's word very seriously here at ACCC. 那我们在这个爱城华人教会，我们是很严肃的来探讨神的话语。And in the book of Ephesians, we're reminded that we are to speak the truth in love, and that we are to grow up in Christ. 那以佛所书也提醒我们，我们要凭爱心说诚实话，也要在基督里长进。And we also know from Ephesians chapter five that Jesus Christ. Is in fact the head of the church. 那以佛所书第五章也教导我们，事实上基督才是教会的头。And in Colossians, we're reminded that Christ 
is not only the head of the church, but we as the church are considered his body. 那在哥罗西书里面也讲到，基督不仅是教会的头，而我们是教会的，呃，组成教会的这个身体。And so I pray again today, Lord Holy Spirit, take the truth of your word to our hearts today. 所以今天我求神将他的真理放在我们的心里。Thank you for Mingya. Thank you for those that are hearing your truth today. Lord, change our lives into the image of Christ. So we have been in a series for several months uh, about, uh, I think, if we get to there, we'll get to the goal. There we go. Nope. Almost there we go. So we have some goals of what we want to uh, accomplish in our time together today. So we have been talking now about this new life that we enjoy because of Jesus Christ. We may call that salvation. But God loves us so much that He will not leave us where he finds us, and he is changing us into the very image of Christ. And, and we call that process sanctification. So we are baptized, or we are born again, and we're baptized into this thing called the church. That is what the word ecclesia means. Or some people say ecclesia. The word ek means out. So if you've been to the dentist lately and had a tooth removed, you know what ek is like. They pull it out. They ek, they pull it out. So you're out of an old life and now you are gathered with other believers into the body of Christ. And we'll review what the birth and the meaning and the purpose of the church is. If we really get church right, it's going to help us in how we live our lives together. And so we'll talk about what is normal life like in the church. When the life in the church is going well, there is nothing like it. But when life in the church is not going well, there is nothing like it. Within the body of Christ, when uh, it's can, it can be one of the places of great joy, but it can also be the place of great pain. And so we'll talk about what normal life is like in the church. And hopefully we'll have some greater understanding as to the purpose of the church in helping the believers to grow up so that we can do the work of the kingdom of God. So I'm just looking here to, uh, just by way of introduction and kind of a review of where we have been. 
Several months ago, I brought a message entitled Getting Sin Right. Or thinking rightly about sin. And there we discovered that sin and its effects are far worse than we ever could have imagined. It's much worse than you think. But then we talked about getting salvation right. And salvation is much more wonderful than you could have ever imagined. To think, as Samuel prayed, the God of the universe, the God who created all things, loves us so much that he gave his son for us. Amazing. I mean, can you even imagine how much God loves us in order to actually give His own Son for our sins so that our sins could be paid for so that we could have the new life of Christ? And that eternal life is in Christ. And those who have Christ have that life. And then we talked in a third message about getting sanctification right. Sanctification is the setting apart uh, onto something that is holy and good. It's much like being born, but you don't stay in the incubator. You grow up. And when you're born again, you're born into new life, and the expectation is that we will grow up and mature in Christ. And this is part of the reason why we gather together and week after week we hear the teaching and the preaching of God grow up in Christ. Then we talked about getting Satan right, our adversary, the one that comes against us. And he is awful. He hates Christ and he hates every good thing that's being done in the life of the believer. So we are now talking about the ecclesia, the called out ones, or we say the church. And this is what we're talking about when we say what is the meaning of the church. The ecclesia, those are the ones who are called out, out of something and into a new kind of community. And here we grow up by being a, a people of the Word of God. And how thankful we are for Pastor McKenney and for others who, Pastor Han, who minister to us the Word of God. 
And we come together uh, very different from one another, but we come and we gather together. And in that coming together, we exalt and lift up and glorify our Lord Jesus Christ. And so our focus today is ongoing on the growing up and what is the ministry of the local church. And then I want to give a word of encouragement for those that wonder about those who have passed on ahead of us. What is the future of the church? And I'm so grateful for ACCC. There you see Pastor McKinney. <laughs> and it's almost like they're taking a picture of us today. And you say, how does someone become a member of the Church of Christ? And we become a member of the Church of Christ because we have called upon His name. And the scripture says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. And so the whole issue then becomes uh, what is this church? What is this Body of Christ like. What is it like? And so this is why we look into God's Word, the Scriptures, to help us understand that Christ is the head of the church and we are His body. And in many ways, uh, the, the, the relationship is like a bride and a bridegroom. So where did the church start? What was the origin or what was the beginning of the church? And this is where I would like for you, if you will, to have your Bibles open to Acts chapter 2. The disciples wanted to know when was Jesus going to come and when was he going to establish his kingdom. And then in Acts chapter 1, he says, No, not yet. Go to and wait together until. The Holy Spirit comes. And so in Acts chapter 2, they gathered together and they were in one accord. And we're not talking about a Honda. They were together and they looked forward and they prayed to God and they waited until the right time. And then in Acts chapter 2, it said, Suddenly, like a rushing mighty wind, the Holy Spirit comes and fills the people with the Holy Spirit's presence. And Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will give you dunimus or power to do the work that I've called you to do. And so 
And so the church was filled with the Holy Spirit. The people began to speak in other languages. And the key thing is that people from out of town, they could hear the good news of Christ in their own language. And I'm sure there were people that spoke Mandarin. But said we hear them speaking in our own language. And what were they saying? They were saying that Christ has come, Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ was risen, Christ will come again. And the Lord added to the church, the ecclesia, he added to the church daily, those that were being saved. It was an absolutely marvelous experience. And in fact, it was the beginning of a whole new time, a new era in the history of mankind. For you see, when Jesus came, there were people that did not know that they could be part of his family. And the barriers were broken down. Ephesians reminds us that the dividing line was torn apart and people could come together. Salvation was not just for uh, the Jews, it was for the Gentiles, it was for Everyone who would believe in Jesus Christ. And the scripture talks about us being one body, one spirit. And that we have one hope. And there is one Lord. And really, there is one faith. And there is one baptism. And one God and Father over all. So, this is where you go back to the book of Acts. So, what did the early church do? Something new had happened, yes? There has there is nothing ever seen like this in the whole history of mankind. And people were excited, people were growing, they they began to expand rapidly the growth of the early church. And if you look at Acts chapter 2, verse 42, we're going to find out essentially what they taught. The scripture says, that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now remember, they were not trying, the apostles were not trying to get a following for themselves. And in fact, just like people do when they do hero worship, some people said, oh, I'm following after Peter. And, and some people said, no, you can have Peter. I'm going to follow after Paul. 
And Paul says to the early church, I did not die for you. Jesus did. 但是保罗却说，我并没有为你们死，是耶稣基督为你们受死。They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles. 所以他们都恒心遵守使徒的教训。And not only did they devote themselves to teaching, but they devoted themselves to fellowship. 呃，不只是遵守教训，他们还恒心呃遵守这个彼此团契的。As much as you can, as health. Allows, make sure that you do not forsake the gathering of yourselves together. So, as long as your health allows, you must not forsake. There is so much benefit in us being able to be together in the body of Christ. We in Christ. And so, what else did the church do? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread. They celebrated the Lord's table. Because the celebration of the Lord's table. Puts a focus. It helps us remember what Jesus did for us. And Jesus said, "As often as you do this, do this in what remembrance of me." So you say, Doctor Litchie, you mean we're supposed to do this regularly? You 问我说，呃 ，Doctor Litchie， 我们应该时时常常这样做吗 ？And the answer is yes. 我的答案就是对。We're supposed to do it regularly. 我们要经常的、固定的这样做。So the teaching, the fellowship, and the breaking of bread. 所以是教导、团契，然后掰饼。And the early church was devoted. To prayer, one for another. 然后他们也恒心的在一起彼此祷告。You say, well, what is really the purpose, or what is the,、uh, what what goes on? Why, what what is the purpose of the church? 所以你问我说，那教会它的目的究竟是啥呢 ？And I want to suggest that the church actually has two major missions. Uh, One is the evangelistic mission. Now, listen, please hear me. This means that you go into your world every single day and you bring good news to the people with whom you interact. 这就是说，你每一天都要在你的周遭对你所遇到的人传扬福音。And you have opportunity to introduce people to the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. 你有机会向人介绍这个耶稣基督的救恩。We call this the evangelistic mission of the church. 我们称之为教会传福音的使命。But it's not just the evangelistic mission. There is also the discipleship mission of the church. 那教会不仅只有传福音的使命，还有一个就是门徒造就的使命。In my world, we call this the healing of the saved. 用我的话说，就是医治那些被拯救的人。So not just the saving of the lost. 不仅是拯救失丧的人。But there is also the healing of the saved. And that means that we are to gather together. 意思就是说，我们聚在一起。And recognize that when we come into the church, we still have our old nature. 我们了解，我们来到这个教会的时候，我们还保有自己的老我。We have our habits and our horns and our halos. 我们的呃习惯，我们的一些小短处等等。And I just simply say that the church is made up 
of people like us. And so we gather together and we are taught the word of God, we fellowship, we break the bread, we pray, we grow up. And we are to stimulate one another unto good works. Isn't it amazing that we are to grow up into maturity and actually the scripture says to provoke one another. Can you imagine provoking? We provoke one another unto good works. And we recognize that Jesus Christ is the head of the church. He is referred to as the bridegroom. And we, as the ecclesia, we are his body. And so that should cause us to have some pause. Do I glorify Christ in my attitude, in my behavior, in my conversation, in my whole life? Is my life reflective of the bride who wants to be pleasing to the bridegroom. So you see, Jesus is the Savior of the church. And he didn't just say it. He gave himself up. He sacrificed his life to purchase the bride price. He gave his life and precious blood to purchase us so that we could be his. And after we're born again, he continues to cleanse us and to uh, by the washing with water through his word. So that the church, us, that we can be presented to him as radiant, with no stain, with no wrinkle, with no blemish, to be blameless. And the word teaches us how we're how we are actually to behave towards one another in the body of Christ. The scripture says that we are to love one another. He doesn't say if you feel like it, love one another. It's a command of God, love one another. We love one another and we're to worship together. And we are to pray together. And Philippians says that we, in humility, actually ought to consider the other person to even be better than ourselves. That is so unnatural. And we do this by forgiving one another. We encourage one another. As necessary, we rebuke one another in love. And the key thing is that we learn to serve one another. This is the normal life 
of the church. We are considered to be his bride. We are considered his body. It's a very high calling, isn't it? When we recognize who Jesus is, that he is the one who works to present us in purity. And I hope you can read this a little bit, but, but the scripture just says over and over again, how much he loves his church. He is present to us in his Holy Spirit. But I can only imagine how anxious he is to be able to come for his bride. I keep thinking he's saying to the Father, I can't wait. And the Father keeps saying, just a little bit longer. Because this person needs to grow up a little bit more. And there are other people that we want to gather in. But I can tell you that Jesus really loves his church. And we seek peace in the church. And Romans chapter 12 reminds us that if it's possible or as much as is possible, live peaceably with one another. What that means, my beloved friends, is we are not always going to get our own way. Remember, we are together in one body in Christ. And we are to live at peace with one another. And sometimes the one another, the others can be a little bit irritating. Yes or yes? And that can happen to any of us. And then if that's not enough, the scriptures remind us over and over again to put off the old and to put on the new. It is not enough just to put off the old life. Psychologically, Spiritually, neurologically, all of these things are involved with putting off the old and putting on the new. So you say, Dr. Don, what are Christians capable of doing after they're saved? Well, that's why we have the whole rest of the New Testament. That's why we have Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. That's why we have all of the letters of the New Testament. You're doing well. <laughs> but you understand that these, these letters, these epistles, were written primarily to believers in the church. And he says to the believers, put off falsehood. He said, speak truthfully one to another. That's putting off, putting on. He says, at times you're going to feel angry. 
And you know, anger in and of itself is not a sin. There were times when Jesus got angry. But you'll remember that the scripture says, in your anger, do not sin. How do you like this one? Stop stealing. He's saying this to believers. Stop stealing. He says, find some useful work to do so that you can share all good things with other believers. And then he says, stop doing unwholesome talk. And he says, speak helpfully. And don't grieve the Holy Spirit. There we go. And that's not all. There's a little bit more. And he says to the believers, get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, malice. He's saying this to the believers. And you know that it's not possible to just do a stop behavior. You can say to your children, stop doing that. And they're left wondering, okay, I'll stop doing that. What do you want me to do instead? And that's why God says, put off the old and put on the new. And so he says, be kind, be compassionate, be forgiving. This is the normal Christian life. Peter says to obey the truth. He says to love one another. And he says to the church, grow up. Now, Pastor Todd can say to you, grow up. But that's the love of a pastor to the church. The normal Christian life. What, is, what all is involved? Well, it's going to look like we're not going to be harried all the time. He talks about living a quiet life. You're going to love this. Are you ready? <laughs> he says, mind your own business. Every so often in the church, we're minding everyone else's business. He said, mind your own business. And then he says, work with your own hands. And he said that that kind of life in Christ becomes attractive for people that don't know Christ and they are drawn to Christ through our lives. And we have examples of that all through ACCC. People that are drawn to Christ because of the respect that they have for you as a believer in Christ. 
人们来教会是因为你们在过的基督徒生活而得到尊重,他们愿意来。So that's kind of exciting to think about, isn't it? 所以这样想是不是很激动啊。So we've talked about sin, salvation, sanctification, our enemy, and the church. 所以我们讨论了罪,救恩,成圣,撒旦,然后教会。and we have a happy face here. And there are people that will be drawn to Christ because of the life that you live. Okay, one last really important thing. You ready for one last important thing? So the question is, what's the future of the church? What happens in the future? Well, those who have died in Christ are already with the Lord. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, there is some very clear teaching about the future of the church. And I, this is really good news, so listen carefully, okay? Because this life is not all that there is. There will be a day when there will be a loud sound and the dead in Christ will come with Christ and those dead in Christ will be reunited with their bodies. Now that's a very interesting and unusual thing to happen. Because the believer is already with Christ, but they're apart from their bodies. There are times when I'm conducting a funeral service and we are at the gravesite and it's very quiet. And I say to the people, someday this is going to be the liveliest place in town. For Christ will come with those who are dead in Christ and they will be reunited with their bodies. The graves will be opened wherever they are or however those particles are and they'll be reunited with Christ. So there will be a loud command. We'll hear the voice of an archangel. There will be a loud trumpet call. And then those who remain alive, like if he were to come right now, this place would be pretty empty. It's going to be wonderful. And it says the trumpet will come, and then the, 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 the dead in Christ will rise, and then we will be caught up to be with him. And we won't need an airplane, but we will meet him in the air. And at that moment, Jesus is going to be so excited. He gets to be with his 
在那时候，基督会非常的兴奋，因为他终于和他的新娘在一起了。And the scripture says we will be with him forever。经文说我们会和主永远同在。I tell you what, that's good news。我告诉你，这就是好消息。And thank God for our local church。那我们感谢主给我们各个地方的地方教会。and I would want to urge you uh, to make sure of your call that, that you have said yes to the Lord Jesus Christ. That you consider joining the local church. And finding out a place where you can serve. And then you grow up in Christ. And you take the good news out into your community. And this is where we are as a body of Christ. And that's why we've gathered together. Listen, it's a wonderful, great plan, isn't it? What an amazing plan of God. And we have one more, couple more slides, and we're done. <laughs> there we go, one more there. So I, let me just summarize by a couple of things. The church is a gift of God. It is the ecclesia, the called out ones. It's not always easy to gather together. But we're gathered together to be taught the word of God. We're gathered together to worship our Lord Jesus Christ. We gather together to serve one another. We are equipped so that we can grow up in Christ. Because we are considered the body of Christ. And we are considered the bride of Christ. And that's good news. If you receive it today, would you say thank you, Lord Jesus Christ? Together? Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. Thank you, ma'am.